It's time for Chewing the Fat with Rex and Paul. That's Rex Nelson, who's head of corporate communications for Simmons Bank and who writes the food blog Southern Fried, and Paul Austin, who's executive director of the Arkansas Humanities Council, talking about Arkansas food, festivals, and folks. Well, here we go again. I'm Rex. I'm Paul. And... Let's chew the fat, shall yeah, we? It's time, time to chew the fat. And we, we, we chewed a lot of stuff on our recent visit to Hot Springs. What we a did. good weekend in the Spa City. It was a fantastic time. State uh, finals in basketball. I yeah. was thinking, Rex, what did we see, five games We saw Friday? all of six games and part of another. Fantastic. Now, they play 14 over three days. Yeah. They play there's seven classifications, and you have seven boys' championships and seven girls' championships. So if you really really love high school basketball you could sit through all 14 games over a three-day period there they play four on thursday every year four on friday and the other six on saturday but uh shall we say our rear ends could only Ooh. handle about six and a half games yeah there. we had uh, we had to have breaks for food of course oh absolutely have to eat have to have to eat have to eat we we started the day at political animals yeah which was good and i will say though i was impressed rex I thought it said something that I hoped would carry over for our weekend. Turns out it didn't. But you had a salad for lunch at Political Animals. I, I did, but I was just rare. preparing for our weekend in Hot Springs. <laughs> I love to eat my way yeah. through downtown Hot yeah. Springs, which we did. There is a lot going on in downtown Hot Springs these days. We didn't stay at the New Waters Hotel, but... Stayed at the certainly, Old Arlington. Yeah, certainly walked by the New Waters Hotel and uh, its new restaurant, the Avenue, and it... Just kind of gives a whole new kind of cosmopolitan feel, does it not, to you Bathhouse know, Row? When we were walking back that Friday night to the hotel, it just didn't seem like we were in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was really a, 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 a that's a beautiful street. Central is a beautiful street. Well, it was named a couple of years ago by the American Planning Association as one of the ten great streets in America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, along with Pennsylvania Avenue and Washington <laughs> D.C. Broadway. Yeah. In Manhattan, I, I mean, in Central Avenue in Hot Springs was up there, and and my rant, because as you know, I've probably written two million words on the subject of downtown Hot Springs since the majestic burn three years ago. Uh, the big fire was in February of 2014, but my rant was that we had this national treasure, not just the national park, not just the bathhouses, but the historic buildings that surround them, the mountain trails that surround them. And then in essence, having grown up in that part of the state, I had been watching downtown Hot Springs kind of run down for about 50 years mm-hmm. and that we, yeah. it wasn't just a Hot Springs thing, it was all of Arkansas and we should be ashamed for letting this happen. And sometimes uh, out of tragedy, good things can happen. And I think that fire woke people up to how important Hot Springs is to our culture, to the fabric of this state. And and there's been a lot of activity downtown in these past three years, and I think the best is yet to come. And it's not, you you walk down Central, and it's not just uh, T-shirts and ball caps shops and and tacky souvenirs, but Mm -hmm. really some upscale uh, clothing stores, some wonderful art galleries there that rival anywhere, I think. And then the Waters is the, the new um, boutique hotel that's really nice, mm-hmm. really fantastic. Yeah. And then the restaurants, of course, are, uh, well, we got up Saturday morning, if you remember, 
couldn't even get couldn't into get the close pancake. to the no, pancake like shop. Fifty yeah. people outside in yeah. line, yeah. and then we went to the Colonial, and it was full. But and we had managed to share to a table with a couple of visitors, in. and we're proud to take their money from Louisiana. Yeah. They were up for the weekend, yes. but. Uh, you know, the state tournament was a lot of fun, uh, and again, hats off to Hot Springs in that their convention center is such a beautiful facility. I really think that Steve Harrison, who heads their yeah. convention and visitors bureau, is frankly one of the best in the country yeah, I think you're right. at what he does. And, and they keep that facility looking as good as it did on the day it opened to me, Paul. And Rex, there's not a bad seat in that house for mm-hmm. a basketball game. Not a bad seat. And, no. And it was full. Yeah. I mean, there were... There were loyal fans that traveled a long way to, to watch their teams. Oh, try a- absolutely. To win a state it, it holds a little less than 7,000 people, which I think is probably the right size right. Yeah. for a state the size of Arkansas. And again, the beauty of that tournament is people can stay in downtown hotels, eat in downtown restaurants, never have to move their car even right. for two or three days yeah. if they don't yeah. want to, yeah. and walk back and forth. But you and I have talked about basketball tournaments before. We went up in December to the old historic Northeast Arkansas Invitational in Jonesboro and talked about this on this show, but the state tournaments really drive it home, and that is that you get just such great mix of Arkansas people. You've got people from some of the most rural counties in the state. You've got urban folks. You've got uh, students. You've got you can tell older men who probably come every year for all, yeah. all three days, and they're and they're, it's just a great mix of Arkansas, seeing people from every part of the state. We saw back-to-back games: uh, Fort Smith Northside against North Little Rock, mm-hmm. and then Shirley against Guy Perkins. Yeah, so, so urban and rural. Yeah, very <laughs> very rural. Yeah, very different. And they had fans with them, uh, a lot of fans. In fact. Yeah. Then we saw. I guess our first game was Jonesboro and El Dorado. We started, we started the trip on a Friday, yeah, and it was the first Friday game. Tipped off at 3.30 on a Friday. El Dorado and Jonesboro. So you had uh, two good high schools, two Arkansas towns that I really like with a lot of pride, and they both brought big crowds. And there were very few yeah. empty seats, right. even though it was 3.30 on a Friday afternoon. And Still. I think Jonesboro won, I think, were they 32-0? and 0? Undefeated, undefeated yeah. First time, uh, first time in decades yeah, it was for a good Jonesboro game. team to go undefeated. So that was a lot of fun. But again, going from bigger Arkansas towns to a lot smaller, then we turned around and we watched Hoxie versus Valley Springs yeah. girls in the, in the next one. Lawrence yeah. County, where you're from. Yeah. Uh, what, what town in Lawrence County are you uh, from? Imboden, Rex. Right, good deal, I, 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 you don't like to talk about that very much. I yeah. don't want to seem too uh, much of a braggart. But, yeah. yes, I'm from Imboden. Now, you're from the hillbilly side of the county. <laughs> Hoxie, of course, is on the delta, the more, the, the, shall I say, the more cultured side of the county, Paul? I wouldn't put it that way exactly, <laughs> no. Heathenistic would be maybe the way I would say it. But, that's you know, we love our Lawrence County brothers on the uh, bottom side, as we yeah. like to call it. Yeah, from the east side of the Black River. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but so Hoxie from, won the state championship. Yeah, Hoxie wins the state championship. Valley Springs has a great high school tradition. Of course, Valley Springs is up in the Ozarks. So, yeah. again, you couldn't have two parts of Arkansas yeah. more different. you got a mountain town playing a uh, playing a delta town. But Valley's got a, a long, long, long high school yeah. uh, tradition. A lot of Arkansas sports fans will remember uh, – James Dickey, who was an Eddie Sutton assistant at right. Arkansas and went on to become the head coach at Texas Tech University. 
Uh, James is from Valley Springs. His younger brother, Randall, who also was an assistant to Coach Sutton and one of my classmates at Washington, oh. uh, played basketball there for the great you Bill You went to Vining. Washington. I didn't know <laughs> there we <that>. go. <laughs> played, played basketball there for the great Hall of Famer Bill Vining. Uh, but Randall and James, their dad was the longtime high school basketball coach there in, in Valley Springs. Springs. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a tremendous tradition yeah. dating back from – decades and even though the crowds aren't quite as big i'm not sure i don't enjoy watching those smaller classifications even more just because it means so dadgum much yeah, to these so communities to yeah you know we we both commented and the gentlemen that on friday that were sitting behind us from benton uh three longtime basketball fans mm-hmm. that we enjoyed visiting with we all commented uh, just randomly about how well coached these teams were and I got to thinking later. Well, of course they are. They're in the finals of the state championship. <laughs> Good boy. Of course they were well coached, and they all really were well coached, disciplined, really good teams. I, of course, I was glad to see Hoxie win. I don't think Hoxie has ever had a state championship. Don't know if they've ever even been in the finals. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I was telling you. You know, I'm from Imboden, but I attended Sloan Hendricks High School. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I think I you did, have. Yes. I mean, maybe once or twice. Right. But Hoxie was the first gym that I played in, and maybe Walnut Ridge was before them, I don't remember, that had glass backboards. Mm. All the teams that we played in our little one had wooden backboards. Had in those t- uh, yeah. solid metal or wooden backboards. Probably most of the gyms were WPA era. WPA. Would, the mm-hmm. gym that I uh, played in. Uh, was built before the WPA. Oh, wow. Built in 24. Oh, wow. So uh, going to a place that has the glass bag where you could see through them was a real advantage and typical of Hoxie trying to cheat Sloan Hendricks. <laughs> we have to cut that out. I'm not sure if I'm saying you, that. You know, you, know, so, <laughs> you know, so many of those old WPA gyms, uh, uh, now we use the term multi-purpose facility, but yeah. They were multi-purpose before we came up with that term because a lot of them had stages at the end yes, of the basketball court, you'll yeah. remember. Yeah. We used to play in the one at uh, at uh, Dalton that had a concrete floor. It was the cafeteria, <laughs> gym, and the auditorium. So it had a stage and a concrete floor, <laughs> concrete floor. with lines painted right. on it. Yeah. The, 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 the uh, uh, facility at Sloan Hendricks was called, the new one called the cafetorium. <laughs> There we go. So we had the cafeteria there, and then the stage was there. So yeah. that's where I starred in our Miss Brooks. So oh, okay. Before, I may have told you about that. I, I, I think you yeah. have. So yeah. we'll we'll move right we'll along. Move, yes. <laughs> without without any details of that production, uh, <laughs> it was fun on Friday night just because my youngest son had played basketball at what was in Arkansas Baptist High School now. Baptist Prep, uh, but to watch Baptist Prep win a second straight uh, state championship uh, with uh, Connor Vanover, who is only a junior, he is seven foot three, Paul, and as and you saw, a legitimate it's seven a legit three. Seven three. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty impressive, but he wasn't MVP. No, no, uh, a sophomore, a sophomore was. who was a fantastic guard. Yeah, yeah. They, that was a that was a great game too. Yeah, it really was yeah. a good game, and that one I actually had a rooting interest yeah. and really got into that game. Now, what uh, was it the old gentleman behind us said? Well, I, I was, was going to say going back to uh, we've talked about our Baptist roots before Indeed. on this show, and uh, there was a shot hit from outside that really you could tell with about a minute left had wrapped it up for yeah. Baptist, and uh, one of the gentlemen behind us, you certainly could. Uh, 
tell he was Baptist because when that shot went through, Paul, and I know you appreciated this, your dad having been a, a Baptist music director, he said, with every head bowed and every eye closed, <laughs> one more verse of that just as I am. <laughs> That was perfect for that. Yeah. Baptist yeah. prep, perfect. Yeah. yeah, his way of saying it yeah. was a night for the Baptists to yeah. celebrate. It was a great game, though. That was a. Was that our last one of the evening? Did that we go that was our that last one? one of the evening. And after Baptist won, it was time for the Irish side of me uh, to come out and head to a bar. Actually, we we <laughs> sat there because we wanted to uh, watch the Razorback game as they beat Ole Miss in a great game. But we we walked again. That's the great thing about downtown Hot Springs. Yeah. You can just walk everywhere. And we walked over to the uh, Steinhaus Keller, the German restaurant right. there at Spencer's Corner. And uh, it was outstanding. Legendary bartender. Yeah, Brett. Brett. And we just had a great time and watched the game. And I had the bone-in uh, pig shank that was fantastic. And uh, a, a German beer of some sort that was a lot. I'll just say that. <laughs> it, was, it was a glass full. But we shut it down. I think yeah. everyone was gone but the owner and Brett and... And uh, and we, and we got to thinking uh, that used to be the Brawl House, and then they changed their name to Steinhaus Keller. But uh, you know, there's been a German restaurant there for quite a while in Hot Springs. You've got Emma's up in Fort Smith, uh, which has been there for a number of years, and of course, uh, they're near Altus in Weedaker Village Weedaker. on the Weedaker grounds. You've got the Weedaker Wine Keller uh, there in the old uh, there in the old cave, uh, but. Outside of that, can you think of any German I, I, restaurants I, in I'm Arkansas? I'm sure that there is another one, yeah. We'll yeah. probably get uh, about uh, three. Probably our secretary at the down at the Ching, the fat offices, <laughs> probably get a lot of phone calls. Yeah, exactly. The German, restaurants. German restaurants that right. we missed out on. But I think. But those are certainly the three that come to my right, mind right. when I, thinking you know, of German food. Well, it was in good stuff. I was, I mean, it was uh, uh, obviously well prepared, and it's a huge restaurant. A lot of people in yeah. there. And then to watch the game and. We were all, the owner was as rabid as we were, and there was a lot of slapping of hands on the table. And, yeah. Uh, I, it was a great game, though. I recently wrote one of my newspaper columns uh, about St. Mary's Mountain there overlooking Altus, where the beautiful St. Mary's Catholic Church is. And uh, I think you'll agree, one of the favorite views in Arkansas is from the parking lot of that church uh, oh, yeah, looking right. out across. but. You know, one reason we had so many German immigrants to Arkansas is that the railroads back in the 1800s advertised for them. Mm -hmm. uh, the railroads were allowed to develop the right-of-ways on either side, and they needed people to do that. So they advertised cheap land and lots of opportunities in Arkansas, and we ended up uh, uh, especially over, we mentioned restaurants uh, there near Altus and in Fort Smith over in that part of the state as the old Little Rock and Fort Smith Railroad You'd think there recruited would be one, a lot of those Germans. Uh, in uh, Stuttgart, wouldn't you? Yeah. There would be some tradition there. I, yeah. I, but I'm not aware of one at yeah, all. Yeah, of the ones that came to the Grand Prairie. Yeah, but what no. was the What's the name of the ca little Catholic church there in Hot Springs around the corner from where we were? St. Mary's. St. Mary's, They are yeah. across beautiful from the church. Old Majestic location, yeah. which is a beautiful little church. St. John's is, of course, also a beautiful church downtown uh, over on Albert Pike. It, it's much larger than St. Yeah. Mary, Yeah, but uh, both beautiful churches. So we had our German food, as you, as you mentioned, the next morning after a stay at the historic uh, Arlington. Now, you and I decided they still have live music in that great old lobby right. uh, on Fridays and Saturday nights. We had stayed at 
we had shut down, let's put it that way, yes. the German restaurant because we wanted to see the end of the Razorback game. So it was me, you, the bartender, and the owner <laughs> right. uh, that were still left there. And we walked back and listened only to a few minutes of music. Uh, maybe the you and the fat boys are getting a little older. I couldn't make it past Hang 11 on. o'clock, no. though, Paul. And plus, I was afraid someone was going to ask me to dance. <laughs> Pretty serious dancing going on. There was ballroom type dancing, and uh, but I was encouraged though because the dancers were quite talented, and they were all about twenty years older than me. Even. So I thought, okay, I still have a chance to learn still to open. dance. Yeah, it's a great. Had a little uh, trio, a drummer and a guitarist and a bass, which just really nice. Uh, great bar, great up, atmosphere there. Up bright and early the next morning for breakfast, and again, uh, any list of the classic breakfast spots in Arkansas. We mentioned the Pancake Shop and the Colonial, where we ended up. Uh, both those places have to be on the list, have certainly. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. The food is, the quality is fantastic. The, I had, uh, you know, you got to get pancakes. So I had pancakes. I had waffles. Wonderful. Yeah. And I had ham. And my ham was a, just a big, thick hunk of ham. It wasn't a little cheap grocery store sliced ham. It was a piece of ham. It wonderful. And I like my eggs uh, sunny side up, so... You know, you don't want to overcook the eggs, for crying out loud. Salmonella can be beneficial, I think. Yeah. Some evidence of that. <laughs> just stir that around. So that started the day, and we still had then time. we to... watched a couple of basketball yeah. games, and somehow we were hungry again for lunch, <laughs> a late lunch, <laughs> late uh, lunch. albeit. very late. About 2 o'clock, but we wanted to watch the Razorback game again. So we slid, slid over to the hotel connected to the convention center there that was originally the Hilton, and then for many years it was the Austin, but it was bought by a developer out of the Nashville, Tennessee area named Gary Gibbs. Uh, it's now the Hotel Hot Springs and Spa, and they've got a sports bar in there with about 40 screens, least, excellent yeah. cheeseburger, but again, talking about money now being invested in downtown uh, Hot Springs, great job of renovation on it that It really hotel. is a first-class uh, place. I was really uh, impressed, and... Had it been warm enough, they had um, outside patios there. It would be a great place. And, and so now it's connected to the convention center, so they've got it bookended. It's they've they've got the Hotel Hot Springs on one side. They've got the embassy suites connected on the other side. So when Mr. Harrison and his crew go out, now you've got two really first-class hotels yeah. uh, that you can offer to conventions. So Gibbs, by the way, the guy that developed the Hotel Hot Springs is the same Developer Paul that built the Delta Resort and Spa down near McGee, oh, which you know, yeah, it's a major draw now for Southeast Arkansas. Sure is, and a, yeah, an area that we don't often talk about unless we're talking duck hunting when we're talking tourism. But uh, that resort is is uh, kind of focusing on shooting sports. Some mm-hmm. of the Olympic trials yeah, were down there. We're down there, yeah, actually for shooting. What is the little town that's uh, it's by? Uh, What's the hometown of Charlotte's sex? Uh, Tiller. Tiller. Uh-huh. It's near yeah. Tiller, isn't it? Isn't yeah, which it was is? Charlotte's uh, maiden name. Maiden a name, right. Time, uh, right. Publisher of the Dumas Clarion, Charlotte Tiller. Well, they've Snyder. done a great job with that hotel. And, uh, yeah. And that's, it's just a, a trend that's going in the right direction. But I guess it was Saturday that we saw the 7A girls championship game, which to me was... Uh, Fayetteville over North Little Fayetteville Rock. Fayetteville over North Little Rock. And, you know, it's it's we, we all uh, are grown up with our things that we're used to. And when I was uh, in high school, girls played three-on-three. Three. So it was different. Mm-hmm. And these girls at uh, the Fort Smith Fayetteville game, I mean, this was serious 
really good basketball. Oh, absolutely. Not only were they well coached, but they were talented basketball players. <laughs> I was really impressed with uh, with both of those teams. The Fayetteville uh, team that ended up winning by maybe 10 points, but it was close in. The MVP was a freshman, mm-hmm. 6'1 freshman that had a lot of talent skills. She'll be playing college for somebody in Next for maybe the new Razorback coach will start recruiting her. Whoever whoever that might whoever be. that's going to be. Yeah, maybe they could look in the high school ranks. I don't know whether that works out very well, but it was a great game though. I was really impressed with them and heartbreaking loss. And I guess the Fort Smith Northside and the North Little Rock boys was also a heartbreaker. Went down right to the end. Right to the wire. Great game. Steal yeah. at the end and uh, but to watch the kids celebrate and. It was a, just a, a wonderful time for basketball fans. And then somehow, somehow, Paul, we had room for supper. Some <laughs> well, some after, of us had room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, although that's, that's what I was going to say. We went to <laughs> Bell RT, which has been an Italian place there for many years. Great, great old building. It's kind of like stepping back in the 30s to me, really uh, that is, atmosphere yeah. in yeah. there, in, in that restaurant. But, but Paul, a, a very... Very disturbing trend uh, here. We we mentioned the Lillo's incident uh, a while back down in the Mississippi yeah. Delta, and this disturbing trend is. And we mentioned the burger challenge, where your son Josh and I completed the burger challenge during right. the summer, right. eating the big burger at both the Catawba <laughs> store and the Oark store, which right. are only a few miles apart. Yeah. But this disturbing trend now, yet again, Paul, <laughs> the last meal of a road trip. And you didn't eat much of I it. Yeah, I couldn't swallow. I, well, really, I could have, but I wanted to take it home to Jane. Oh, okay. That's what I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got the, I thought, well, because, Rex, we had lunch at like 4 o'clock. <laughs> it was 2 o'clock. <laughs> well, it's okay, too. So I thought, well, I'll get a salad and some tortellini. So I had a salad, which was, you know, modest. Well, the tortellini was just like a giant mound of tortellini. Probably 500 little tortos running around in there. Baby tortos. My goodness, it was a lot of food. So uh, Jan, I think, is still eating on it. Yeah. But it is, and we sat at someone's memorial table. Yeah, it had a little plaque You couldn't tell who it was, but... Probably yeah. some mobster. They've been murdered there or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it was a it was a bustling happening night upstairs. Yeah, it's and race season and state championship weekend yeah. both in Hot Springs. But yeah, Lil O's in Mississippi, the <laughs> Oark store. I'm keeping a list, Paul. Yeah. Now Bell RT in Hot Springs, where you're not finishing meals. Well, I mean, you're embarrassing me. At on least the road. I didn't fall asleep uh, driving back. That's true. My sleep. Which was an improvement over the Hemingway <laughs> trip, yeah. over the near death. of yeah, that's the one where you said, I wonder why we were going 45 down 67. So yeah. we didn't do that. Just but, when we've been talking about our warm winter and thinking it was uh, spring, here we are driving back in mid-March and <laughs> in rain with temperatures in the mid-30s. A few degrees lower and we'd have had ice you know, Saturday I bet night. that those Jonesboro folks, who I'm sure drove back oh, to Jonesboro Friday night, night yeah. had a hard time. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to mention uh, that we noticed in the, in the Italian restaurant that night so you had people like us dressed very casually. In fact, most of them were. But there was an older couple there. He had on a suit and tie, and she was dressed up very nice in a nice uh, dress. And, you know, they had dressed up to go out to, to dinner. I like that. I did, too. Yeah. It looked real nice. And people don't do We live in such a casual society. Uh, we pointed out at the table next to them, three of the guys had their caps on inside. Right. And next to it, that couple. Uh, oh, yeah. And at the very next table, this couple just dressed up in yeah. their, their finest just to go out to yeah. dinner. So yeah. 
certainly the difference in generations. Now, before we move on, a a tip to the wise for those listening in Central Arkansas, I would highly suggest from now, probably until the end of next year, frankly, when they finish the widening project on US-70 from Interstate 30 to Hot Springs, that you go on down to Malvern and take US-270 over to Hot Springs. Some people do that anyway, even when when 70 was up and going. But yeah, that's evidently a construction nightmare, one lane, and with particularly the racing season, just Mm -hmm. be... But also, before we leave, I was... You, only get, you even get traffic tips on this show. <laughs> That's exactly, I mean, you beat this? So, go uh, go to Malvern. Don't sleep while you're driving. I mean, those are good... That's good advice. A- absolutely. And one of these days, along that route, we've got to try Mr. Whiskers. Neither one got of us Got to try Mr. There. Whiskers, yeah. Heard good things. Well, Rex, before we leave that, there was something that happened that, that sort of uh, uh, reminded me of some... You know, Rex, I have issues. There are certain things that <laughs> just bother me, and I think they should be addressed nationally, and they continue to be ignored. So just briefly, designated hitter. We, we shouldn't have the designated hitter. That, that's not baseball. That's stupid. So we don't want that. <laughs> the other thing is this obsession that Americans have, and I think it's only Americans, with holding the door open for you. Mm-hmm. So you're walking across the parking lot at Barnes & Noble. You're like 500 yards away, and some idiot insists on holding the door. So you have to run. Now you have to hurry yes, up. Yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. But the biggest one of all is the national anthem. Now, so at the at the beginning of, uh, I guess we were there for the Saturday. The first, first game yeah. on Saturday. Had yeah, a beautiful we rendition of the national anthem by some young lady. Wonderful voice. Really mm-hmm. fantastic. But as I whispered to you, that's not the national anthem. It's a beautiful performance of a song. But I want us to get away from Uncle Buford from the Baptist Church singing the national anthem. Usually starts out too high, and you think, "Uh Mm uh-oh, not going to make it. And it's just embarrassing. Plus, you can't sing along with it. So here's what it should be. Officially, the national anthem should be the martial music. (laughs) And then we can all sing with it in joy and patriotism. But when it's uh, Aunt Martha and the quartet, no. Yeah, so nobody else singing the Star Spangled Banner. That's right. Okay. That's exactly what just, we just want. Just instrumental. Just uh, instrumental, but the crowd can sing along with. Oh, okay. That's what we want to do. We couldn't sing along with that girl. Well, you just recently were in Washington. I did. Couldn't you get Senator Cotton lobby <laughs> well, somebody on it? I had Senator that on, Bozeman or I, somebody to introduce this. I had that on my list, but Board Chair Jones Branch wouldn't let me get to that oh, part. Okay. So <laughs> she said, "Why don't we hold off on that?" Bob? As you'll say, you were with the members of our congressional delegation. You could, we could have, have a movement. You so, could have lined yeah. up. You could have lined up sponsors. And then for there's this, the confusion. No you know, at some point. I don't think you put your hand over your heart for the national anthem. You did that for the Pledge of Allegiance. You stood at attention for the. Well, now we've got the hand over the heart. It's just too complicated. So we just need to have the martial music. That way you don't have to recruit somebody who may or may not be able to sing. And you've got the tape, or you could have the actual band, and it'd be, it would be truly patriotic. So that's, that's a movement that I... Rex, well, I just thought of this. You're on the board of the Travelers. Mm-hmm. This could be your signature effort, Rex. <laughs> Cut out the singing of the national anthem by these non-singing, well-meaning people. God bless them. Well, if you're as touchy about this, I'm not even going to ask you about kneelers. We're not, we're not, even, we're not even going <laughs> we're there. Into yeah, that, no, yes. no, no modern politics here, please. So uh, anybody that's offended by that, just feel free. We'll take all comments. Just call the Butler Center, Central Arkansas Library System. <laughs> 
You've been listening to Chewing the Fat with Rex and Paul. That's Rex Nelson, head of corporate communications for Simmons Bank and writer of the food blog Southern Fried. And Paul Austin, executive director of the Arkansas Humanities Council. To hear this and other great Chewing the Fat episodes in their entirety, subscribe to the Chewing the Fat podcast at cals.org slash podcasts. Chewing the Fat is a production of the Central Arkansas Library System and its Arkansas History Department, the Butler Center for Arkansas Studies. For more information, visit cows.org and butlercenter.org. Our producer is Glenn Whaley, and our production manager is Brett Ratliff. Our executive producers are Leanne Blackwell-Hoskin and David Strickland. Thanks for listening.